today we're going to start the Law of One Session 53. We're moving right along. This was received May 25, 1981. This is the re-listened version. Uh, we have 24 exchanges between Don and Ra. Uh, we have uh, about half of this, uh, nearly about half, yeah, is uh, blue background commentary from Book 5. So personal material uh, taken out of the original transcript or for four volumes put into Volume 5. Uh, but, you know, there are lots of principles that, that are presented that are quite relevant. Now, this is Session 53. So, um, the beginning of the session is a long... Um, a long... Um, presentation uh, from Jim and then Carla about their process at this time in 1981 and um, touches the material that will be presented by Ra later in the session about UFOs, Orion, uh, ET contact in general, higher dimensions, and some principles. So let's start. Uh, commentary from Book 5, uh, Jim's first um, presentation from Session 53. Jim says, We have omitted the name of the person contacted in this query in session 53 because we still would not want to be part of reducing the polarity of those of Ra. We would, however, like to share the rest of the question and answer because it seems to us to be a good illustration of the general, general principles that extraterrestrials of positive polarity utilize in their face-to-face -face encounters with the population of our planet. In the spring of 1981, Don traveled by himself to Laramie, Wyoming, to give a talk on the Law of One at one of Leo Sprinkle's UFO contactee conferences. The cause of his sickness, Don's, during that conference and the aid of a support group are interesting points gleaned from that experience. Again, we see the desire not to abridge free will paramount in Ra's answer. The answer was possible because Don had already achieved the same general conclusion in his own thinking. The last question and answer in this section give an interesting perspective on the phenomena of ball lightning. When Carla was a small child, a ball of what looked to be lightning came in through the window, rolled around her crib, and left through the same window. When Don was a young child, <clears throat> he had a similar experience. And so, uh, all very interesting. Uh, number one, um, they omitted uh, the full name of somebody they asked about. Uh, he, Jim explains this as not wanting to be part of reducing Ra's polarity. Um, Ra wouldn't reduce their own polarity. <laughs> and there, uh, Ra doesn't answer certain questions or um, doesn't explain everything that Don asked um, because in some cases they considered it an infringement of free will based on their understanding of the law of free will. Uh, also called the Law of Confusion. Uh, basically, so as not to deprive Don or the group or humanity of an opportunity to discover something on their own, uh, as well as not to provide something that hasn't been earned by the group or humanity by their own efforts uh, at seeking truth. And uh, higher dimensional positive beings willingly uh, follow the law of free will or the way of non-infringement 
akin to the Star Trek of Prime Directive, of course. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was a very, you know, <laughs> deeply studied um, researcher or writer, Gene Roddenberry of Star Trek. And um, some of the principles in Star Trek or some of the themes uh, came out of the 1950s uh, Space Brothers contactees uh, literature and channeling contacts from uh, earlier times. And Leo Sprinkle himself uh, was a UFO contactee and deep in the um, spiritual portion of the UFO research community. And I met Leo Sprinkle. He wrote, I think, a recommendation for my books, I believe. I, yeah, I, I mean, I met him. I went to his UFO conference once or twice in Laramie. <clears throat> and he was a really good guy, uh, an academic. Uh, but trying to bring the spiritual perspective into the UFO research community. Uh, and then Don was asking about, uh, he got sick at this conference, and uh, I've had something like that myself at some of those conferences before. There's a lot of negativity in the air, and uh, government agents galore uh, on stage and in the audience and walking around. So it's a place of dragons and snakes commingle as the Chinese saying, dragon being uh, a worthy and a snake being a deceiver. Commingle meaning side by side. Uh, UFO conferences have been like that for a long time. But uh, the desire not to abridge free will um, is increasingly important in um, understanding uh, in service, in relationship, in any relationship, in all relationship, in all relatedness. Um, as we grow in wisdom uh, and understanding of how would I, you know, how not to infringe or hurt someone or um, how to not interfere with their own process and yet, you know, dialogue or communication is necessary. Uh, and so it's a very, can be a very delicate matter. And then finally, the issue, issue of ball lightning or a light coming into one's room and moving around, what's that all about? Uh, Ra's answer is important, and um, some people have had these experiences. Carla then explains her, uh, gives some comments, and says, Carla's view, It would seem that once any seeker dedicates herself to following the path towards the Creator, that is opened up, bef that is opened before her awakening gaze, Odd coincidences and events mount up rapidly. So again, it would seem that once any seeker dedicates herself to following the path <clears throat> towards the Creator that is opened up before opened before her awakening gaze, odd coincidences and events mount up rapidly. The silver flecks, F-L-E-C-K-S, the silver flecks that is about their question, were first noted, noticed by Andrija Puharich, as he and Yuri Geller work together, they might be strewn around a hotel room's rug, showing up overnight. And after Don and I made contact with Poharich in 1974 and began working with him from time to time, I began getting them on my face and upper body. We got glitter of all the kinds we could find and compared them. The sparkles on my face were not the shape of any of the manufactured kinds. When the contact with those of Ra began, silver flecks started showing up much more frequently. 
This little phenomenon ended when Donald died in 1984. However, we do continue to be blessed frequently with Ra's other form of saying hello, colon, the hawk. We actually have a family of hawks nesting in our trees for the second year. And often, when Jim and I are discussing something, we will get a hawk sighting just when we come to a decision. It always feels great to see this sign of love. Everyone will, has, will have his own set of these little signals that say, you are on the beam, or, quote, perhaps not. As illogical as this sounds, we encourage you to note these coincidences when they, coincidences when they begin to repeat. They are a definite form of communication with spirit energies that are benign and loving, as far as we can tell. Our association with Leo Sprinkle is long-standing. This courageous researcher became interested in UFO phenomena when asked to participate as hypnotist in the research being done on a UFO contactee. He worked with many such contactees throughout the years and eventually founded a research organization which holds a yearly Rocky Mountain Conference for UFO contactees. It is a good support group for these witnesses to the unusual. In 1975, we spent an hilarious weekend at a UFO convention held in Fort Smith, Arkansas, working on a movie together. The movie, the title is The Force Beyond, turned out so badly that Don renamed it The Farce Beyond. Leo was hypnotizing a UFO witness, Don and I were consultants on the script, and he obtained most of the psychics and witnesses that were in the film. When Leo did the actual hypnosis, things went wrong repeatedly with equipment and so forth, and it was midnight before we sat down to eat. I asked him how he was holding up. Completely deadpan, he dropped his head on the table in front of him as though pole-axed. It was a delightful moment after a long day. Since Don and I began talking about these experiences with light coming to greet us, seemingly, we have heard from many others to whom this has also occurred, it is a marvelous thing to ponder. Are these the bodies we shall use to experience a higher density? They are most fair and pure. And so, uh, very interesting information and perspective. First, we're talking about silver flecks, like silver, you know, glitter, sparkles, sparkly, uh, you know, little fragments or something. They were uh, noticed by Puharich and Yuri Geller. They did some very uh, serious work in the 70s and um, channeling from, I think, the Nine, so-called, and Ra talked about that at some point, but uh, some value for, in my personal opinion, there's some value definitely to the information Yuri Geller received with Puharich's assistance um, and other portions of the information uh, I would reject as uh, distorted and confused. Meanwhile, um, Carla is saying that, you know, see, just, just because a person is a good person, or just because a person is getting, it doesn't mean that everything they say um, is accurate or non-distorted. And just because somebody is doing some channeling doesn't mean that everything they say is coming from, you know, sixth density non-distorted. Just because one sentence is true doesn't mean the next sentence is true. Just because it's important to you, to one person doesn't mean it's important to another person. So this is um, profoundly subjective, you know, um, the process of evaluating a material. And um, 
people should be careful, I think, in all, with, all, with all sources of, of teaching or information. In any case, Carla also was getting these um, flecks, um, and they increased with the, um, the development of the raw contact or the channeling uh, work they were doing. It ended when Don died. Um, they also have had some synchronicities with hawk or eagle, you know, hawk animal. And um, as Carlos says, which is very true, each one has their own personal set of um, anomalous or apparently paranormal phenomena that has significance for that person. Tones in the ears, uh, light flashing, uh, light appearances, uh, looking at license plates, uh, little flecks, um, feelings, or um, insects. <laughs> For me, the moth is a friend, and uh, all sorts of things. But uh, one one needs to be very subtle in discerning, uh, because not every one of those um, has the same origin or meaning. Meaning. Uh, you know, I, I can have a grasshopper that seems to be, you know, following me, which happened the other day. You know, <laughs> I went down the stairs and a grasshopper jumps out from the wall and goes to another wall and I walk and he goes to another wall and then he jumps right in front of the, right in front of me in the tree or the, on a leaf right in front of where I just happened to be walking. Was that raw? <laughs> Was that fifth entity, uh, mounted group saying hello? Mm, I don't know. Got to figure it out yourself. It's very subtle. But these kinds of paranormal indications definitely do occur. And one should be sensitive, but not dogmatic. <laughs> and uh, as Carla said, um, they say or they indicate, uh, you're on or you're off. She said, you're on the beam, or perhaps not. <clears throat> B-E-A-M, beam of light. Uh, Sometimes these paranormal uh, phenomena occur as confirmation that we are on target in our thinking or in our action or in an intuition or in a decision. And they also may indicate that we're off base or mistaken and, and getting into trouble. And there are all sorts of things that like, like that that can happen. And so one ought to become familiar with them um, with, without being dogmatic, <laughs> but understand, you know, um, the physical world, uh, interpenetrates, uh, countless invisible realms, countless invisible realms, uh, interpenetrate this apparently physical and apparently material, uh, dimension or plane or realm of experience we're having. And to be able to, <clears throat> to appreciate the invisible um, and give it due respect and careful analysis without, again, becoming a, a, a zealot or a dogmatist or, um, you know, a, a, a skeptic who rejects everything. Of course, that, that's silly. But being careful in, in uh, basically uh, a combined use of rational analytic and intuitive nonlinear or direct modes of knowing. Uh, I want to use intuition and be open to direct knowing, of course, but I also want to subject what I'm thinking or what I 
uh, intuit or think I'm intuiting um, to the process of rational analytical uh, logic and analysis. And if you can do both carefully, um, lots and lots of understanding comes not, comes well, com, comes uh, continues coming. As to Leo Sprinkle, he's a really good guy. I don't know if he's still alive, um, but I went to one of those Rocky Mountain conferences when it was opened up to um, other uh, other work, not only UFO contactees, but uh, they had a, a day or a period for a UFO contactee seminar, and I think he did a lot of good to help people, uh, Leo. And so, finally, uh, the lights in her room, the ball lightning, isn't really ball lightning, they're really entities um, in, you know, like very much like orbs, O-R-B. Uh, those orbs are beings, no doubt. And there are different types of beings that can manifest as orbs, little uh, spheres of light also. There are different levels of those beings. Anyway, <laughs> that's all introduction. And now we start 53-0 in brackets, I am Ra, I greet you. End bracket. In the love and in the light of the one infinite creator, we communicate now. 53.1. I would like to know, Don questions, I would like to know, I would like, I would first like to know the instrument's condition and ask two questions for her. She would like to know if she can do one exercise of one hour a day and is the pain she feels prior to a session due to an Orion attack? So she's wanting to know, he's wanting to know for her. Uh, what about her exercise? Should it be once daily? And um, is the pain she's feeling prior to sessions due to Orion attack? You can call it a greeting, but it's also <laughs> intended as an attack. Ra answers, The instrument's condition is as previously stated. In answer to the question of exercise, now that the intensive period is over, this instrument may, if it chooses, exercise one period rather than two, in scanning this instrument's physical complex distortions, we find the current period of exercise at the limit of this instrument's strength. This is well in the long run due to a cumulative building up of vital energies. In the short run, it is wearying to this entity. Thus, we suggest the entity, meaning Carla, be aware of our previous admonitions regarding other aids to appropriate bodily distortions. In answer to the second query about pain and uh, before sessions and Orion, in answer to the second query, we may say that the physical complex difficulties prior to contact with our social memory complex are due to the action of the subconscious will of the instrument. This will is extremely strong and requires the mind-body-spirit complex, Carla, to reserve all available physical and vital energies for the contact. Thus, the discomforts are experienced due to the dramatic distortion towards physical weakness while this energy is diverted. The entity is, it may be noted, also under psychic attack, and this intensifies pre-existing conditions and is responsible for the cramping and the dizziness, as well as mind complex distortions. So, a two-part answer, one about exercise, um, which we can uh, apply as some principles here. Uh, they're recommending uh, exercise that is at the limit of her strength, not beyond, but not, uh, but not too little. They're saying that for her, and this doesn't have to apply to everybody, but 
uh, for her, and it does apply to some people or us sometimes, uh, exercise can or should or would be helpful at our limit, meaning we do push ourselves, but not too much. There is a cumulative building up of vitality. That's important to know. Uh, this is like the law of squares, factorializing or compounding. Uh, meditation, um, there's a cumulative building up of, of um, conditions, energy condition, energy consciousness conditions by meditation too. And so the more people do meditation, the easier it gets uh, after, after the deep catharsis is, is released, after they go through dark night of the soul. But there is cumulative building up of vitality, uh, and it's okay to exercise to the point of a bit of weariness so long as one knows one's limits. And knowing one's limits is very important. <laughs> there are a lot of people I know have a number of clients and friends who, um, you know, are very uh, have a habit of pushing their body beyond their limit, and then um, you know they get sick or they have an accident or an injury, uh, and that <clears throat> um, difficult catalyst um, is basically you know slows them down, and so uh, it's good to know our limits. Uh, it's good to push exercise or work of some productive nature sometimes to a limit, but we have to know what limit that is and uh, be careful that there's not uh, deep self-dissatisfaction leading us to drive ourselves too hard. So there are many principles there uh, about self-care. Meanwhile, um, some kind of hard activity... Uh, like hard meditation or regular meditation um, can have cumulative gains. And that's the same thing with study. Study also is a cumulative affair and the development of um, knowledge going to understanding and wisdom. Then, uh, in terms of why she was uh, feeling so weak or pain before contacts, Ra is really saying that it wasn't due to a negative attack. It's not due. So just because she's under attack, which is true, by a negative, by Orion, doesn't mean that every pain she felt was due to that attack. Meanwhile, uh, she was under regular, continual psychic attack of some sort, some degree. Um, that's also happening. And uh, that uh, any kind of psychic attack, and even any kind of um, harmful relationship with a human, the person who's a user or a taker or a drainer or a manipulator or uh, angry, um, it can lead to uh, it can lead to long-term illness in us to be with such a person, and uh, the negative entity per se also intensifies pre-existing conditions. So Ra had said that Orion can't make distortions, but they will always intensify. Uh, are pre-existing distortions or distortions that we have not healed are quite vulnerable to negative entity attack and exploitation. So, you know, the problems on earth, I believe somebody said, I'm not sure if it's true, somebody said, the Dalai Lama said, that problems on earth are problems of leadership. Well, that's true. Um, and the problems of leadership are ultimately problems of um, those that support leadership. 
and uh, the problems of negativity on Earth are ultimately problems uh, or issues of the unhealed selfishness and anger and, um, you know, I think low self-value of the mass of humanity. So pre-existing distortions, pre-existing conditions of body, weakness, <clears throat> pre-existing distortions of mind or chakra blockages, uh, those are um, the normal targets of Orion or negative entities. And so our work is to um, be very familiar with our own distortions, <laughs> be very familiar with our own weaknesses and body limitations, and um, with love wisdom, uh, seek to heal more more deeply, you know. But we should be careful in uh, attribution, careful attribution. Why am I feeling this way? Well, <laughs> the causes of karma are three: past life, previous to this, previous in this life, and in the present moment. And um, we should be careful in determining um, the cause or origin of various conditions or catalysts we experience um, and uh, seek, I think, seek some accuracy in comprehension um, and carefulness in, in seeking understanding. Anyway, <clears throat> all of this goes on. Don532 says, thank you. I would like to know the, and that's the name of the person they didn't want to add here, if that person may attend any one, one of these sessions in the very near future. And Ross said, the mind-body-spirit complex, and then the name, which is not added, that mind-body-spirit complex belongs with this group in the spirit and is welcome. You may request that special meditative periods be set aside until this entity sits with this working. We might suggest that a photograph of the one known as James Allen, uh, that's Jim McCarty, be sent to this entity with his writing, Jim's writing upon it, indicating love and light. This held while meditating will bring the entity, that person they wanted to bring in, into peaceful harmony with each of you so that there be no extraneous waste of energy while greetings are exchanged between two entities, both of whom have a distortion towards solitude and shyness as you would call it. The same might be done with a photograph of the entity, name, someone, for the one known as James Allen, meaning Jim. Uh, this may have been uh, asking about Puharich, if Puharich should be with them. Uh, I'm not sure. It might have been Leo Sprinkle, but I think it's Puharich. Uh, but interestingly, <clears throat> Ra's saying that if uh, to... to facilitate uh, integration, coordination, uh, energetically and uh, in harmony uh, between that person coming into the LNL group during a session. It would have been helpful to send that person a photo, photograph of Jim where he wrote something like, you know, with love and light, Jim, uh, and for that person uh, and this group to do meditation like that. Um, <laughs> the photograph held while meditating brings that person to har peaceful harmony with each of you. Now, interestingly, Ross uh, attributing the challenge, you know, the, the reason for this as um, related to this tendency towards solitude and shyness of both of them. The two entities, both of whom have distortion towards solitude and shyness, Jim and that other person, uh, 
Ra's sort of suggesting that um, because they're both shy and they prefer solitude, they might have a hard time or they would have some disharmony uh, doing this spiritual work together. And so Ra is counseling a way of making spiritual relationship and relatedness and harmony between two, um, you know, very compatible spiritually, but um, personality-wise um, similar, um, perhaps, but not not um, harmonic individuals, Jim and the other person. So anyway, that that's interesting, and it does happen that if you have two shy people in a relationship, they have a hard time. Um, so there's opposites attract, <clears throat> uh, and uh, yet um, two people who are very similar, when they finally uh, are able to make harmony, uh, would find that they may understand each other very well. And so, and opposites, uh, though attractive, opposite meaning people with opposite tendencies of personality, uh, though attracted to the other, perhaps, um, may find um, difficulty in harmonizing uh, because they reject uh, the opposite of their determined personal patterns. <laughs> I don't like the talkative person. I'm quiet. Or, <laughs> you know, the one, one is very active and the other one is very re reclusive or something. So anyway, this is all preparatory work, but you can see Ra was very careful as to who should be in the group and how it should be that anyone would be added to the group. This was a narrow band transmission again, and Ra um, is, is carefully monitoring the energetics um, associated with the harmony of the group um, in real time. We go on, 53.3. Don says, thank you. And then now we talk about the time in Laramie. Don says, during my trip to Laramie, certain things have become, certain things became apparent to me with respect to disseminating the first book of the Law of One to those who've had experiences with UFOs and other wanderers. And I will have to ask some questions now <clears throat> that I have, may have to include in book one to eliminate a misunderstanding that I'm perceiving as a possibility in book one. Therefore, these questions, although for the most part transient, are aimed at eliminating certain distortions of understanding with respect to the material in Book 1, uh, even though this session 53 is in Book 3. I hope that I am making a correct approach here. You may not be able to answer some, but that's all right. We just, we'll just go on to some others, then if you can't answer the ones I ask. First, I will ask if you could tell me the affiliation of the entities that contacted Betty Andreessen very famous UFO contactee. Um, very, you can look this up. It's a very interesting case. Um, <laughs> do what it, do with it what you will. So he's talking about how, you know, um, when he was in Laramie, uh, he was thinking about book one. So this was at that time. And trying to make information more accessible and easily comprehended by wanderers and people interested in UFOs. As to Betty Andreessen, Ra answers, and Ra says, This query is marginal. <laughs> we will make the concession towards information with some loss of polarity due to free will being abridged by the answer. We request that questions of this nature be kept to a minimum. Now, is Ra being critical? <laughs> is Ra attacking? You know, is Ra being hard? Ra's just repeating, you know, just stating the fact <clears throat> for them 
that question is not too important. And um, there is some loss of polarity, I guess, uh, by answering a marginal question with marginal information. Uh, because there's some free will being abridged uh, to say, you know, to, to give the secret of who really contacted Betty Andreessen uh, while uh, we haven't made the effort to find that ourselves. This is, this is the, you know, there's a whole long discussion here, but uh, the discussion is uh, the, the, the limited value of asking others for information. The limitations in asking for help. The value of doing it yourself. Like I said, you know, if you have a question, ask yourself. Uh, that's that's uh, not always leading to knowledge, but it's very helpful. If you have a question, answer, ask yourself. <laughs> you know, you want to know something? <laughs> Who knows? You know. You know in your, in your soul. The higher dimensional levels of our being um, are in touch with that information, and we can access it. And if we repeatedly ask others for something that we can do ourselves, we will weaken and um, not appreciate, um, you know, the riches, the richness and the bounty of, of true self, of Atman, <clears throat> higher self, which really um, has all the answers that we're seeking, uh, except for those beyond sixth density. <laughs> anyway, Ra goes on. The entities in this, meaning the Benny Andreasen case, the entities in this and some other vividly remembered cases are those who, feeling the need to plant confederation imagery <clears throat> in such a way as not to abrogate free will, use the symbols of death, resurrection, love, and peace as a means of creating upon the thought level the time-space illusion of a systematic train of events which give the message of love and hope. This type of contact is chosen by careful consideration of confederation members which are contacting an entity of like home vibration, of like home vibration, if you will. This project then goes before the Council of Saturn, and if approved, is completed. The characteristics of this type of contact include the non-painful nature of thoughts experienced and the message content, which speaks not of doom, but of, an, of the new dawning age. All of this is so subtle. We're talking about Confederation and Council of Saturn protocol. The various types of Confederation direct contact, the, the reasoning or the metaphysical principles behind the various types of Confederation uh, contact or intervention, the um, determination by the Council of Saturn as to how this is acceptable and non-infringing, and then, of course, <laughs> the specifics of the Betty Andreas and contact. So, in Ross saying, entities in this and some other vividly remembered cases, meaning other ET contactees, are uh, associated with groups, entities, ET groups, who are of the Confederation, meaning of this local assemblage of um, 50 plus planets and 500 civilizations or something in this area of the, soul, of the galaxy, fourth and fifth and sixth density. We don't know which one contacted her, actually. You can figure it out yourself, but um, Confederation contact may be fourth or fifth or sixth density, so <laughs> they're not all of the same spiritual maturity. 
the key is not to inf- not to abrogate free will, of course, that hurts her and hurts them. But in this case, or this type of ET contact, uh, symbols are used at thought level, um, which give a certain message, the message of love and hope, not a message of doom. Any channeling that uh, is focused on doom and destruction, uh, despair, death, and um, that which is associated with, um, with harm, that which is associated with um, deconstruction, not uplift, but downcasting, um, may uh, be um, partially or totally polluted by Orion, intervention, uh, Orion influence. So a true confederation contact, and Rod said this in another place, if a true confederation contact or higher, di- higher dimensional benevolent being contact will be associated with love and hope or certainly associated with uplift. You know, uh, a message of love and hope is kind of elementary. It's not that sophisticated. But it's certainly necessary in a world where lots of people don't know love and don't have hope. And everyone's at a different level of development. And so, uh, surely, confederation messages that are meant for wide, uh, wide distribution or wide contact with humanity messages through contactees. Uh, if they are truly confederation contacts, um, are associated with uplift, harmlessness, love, hope, well-being, a new dawning age. Now, there also is death, destruction, doom, and trouble happening in the world every day, all over the place. But higher dimensional entities, if they're positive, are surely not going to bring messages of doom. Uh, And so you can wonder, in the Old Testament, the prophets who were predicting doom, were they influenced by Orion? Perhaps all of them. (laughs) Perhaps many of them. Meanwhile, doom did come to some of those groups, or the people they were uh, prophesying to. So it's a very subtle or complicated matter. Now, what was done was um, to transmit to her on a thought level, time-space illusion. Time-space is really meaning at, at the level of mind internal, inner, the inner world, not outer physical, but inner mental, spiritual. Uh, Systematic train of events give a message of love and hope. I don't know really the details of her contact, but it may be some kind of, um, you know, apocalyptic, meaning revelatory, uh, end, new birth, you know, new birth, um, uh, vision of the future awakened uh, earth or love-based humanity, that was transmitted to Betty, but what you're seeing here is um, she was of home of she was from their group. <laughs> she was of like home vibration, and it's very common for wanderers that the positive contacts we get, if we get a positive, if it's truly uh, a higher dimensional positive ET contact, would be from our group or from another group at our same level of development. So yes, there are levels of development. And that doesn't mean better or worse, um, but there's you know high development of spirituality, and there's a lower development of spirituality, and not all messages come from the same level of development. Uh, just like there is, uh, you know, there are graduate students and there are elementary school students. Nobody's better or worse. 
but in terms of intellect or education or the spectrum of mind intellect development uh, clearly uh, the the there is higher education and there is elementary education and so this is something that a lot of people don't want to hear um, but that's okay so the project that what what went to Betty Andreessen uh, did go first to the Council of Saturn was approved but we also know that they approved all the uh, genetic hybridization of um, Yahweh in the past also and Ra's uh, Giza pyramid thought manifestation also approved so <laughs> we can look at that but you know we'll never get out of this session if we go into all of the ramifications of all these principles uh, this type of contact or any true positive contact does include non-painful um, relation the, 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 any kind of painful contact with a invisible entity or spirit or ET or whatever any, any contact that truly is with a non-physical or other dimensional entity that is painful is very likely a negative contact and the hallmark of all positive contact is non-painful and they do know fear very well don't believe the folks who say the channels, the so-called human channels or human so-called channels who say, oh, that ET group, they just don't know about fear and pain. They're trying to wake you up, but they don't know how to do it in any other better way. And if you're traumatized and freaked out and panicked and terrorized, that's just because you're immature. It's not because the ET did it. They're good. They're trying to help you. They don't know any other way. They don't have emotion. They don't know fear. To me, that's all um, lie, <laughs> deception, and um, mistaken. So, figure it out yourself. Uh, but this, obviously, Ra is saying that the Betty and Drayson contact was confederation, positive, and associated with bringing a message of love, hope, and the new age that really is dawning now. 53.4, back to personal material in blue background. Don says, it's not necessary that I include the information you just gave in the book to accomplish my purpose. In order to save your polarity, shall I say, <laughs> I can keep that as private material if you wish. Do you wish for me to keep it unpublished? Ra says, that which we offer you is freely given and subject only to your discretion. You know, Ra doesn't need Don's help. Higher entities don't need your help. Any ET that thinks they need your help um, is probably a negative entity, in my view. There are agreements between wanderers and um, higher dimensional uh, positive beings, of course. But those agreements um, are generally um, not the same as someone's dream image or out-of-body uh, experience or ET contact experience where the entity said, I need you to do this and that and the other thing. Uh, those are normally negative entities in my experience, in my working with people. Uh, and so what Ra says to Don is now for Don to do with as he wishes. Freely given, subject only to your discretion. Ra does not need Don to save Ra's polarity. Higher dimensional entities and teachers do not need their students in any way whatsoever. They hope they may be, <laughs> you know on the team, but if they fall off the team, that's okay. And so, 
uh, we should not be um, puffed up and proud and think that I'm so special and the, the ET and the spirit said that I'm the savior to help the world and I'm the one and just me and I'm a chosen person. No, it doesn't really work that way. And any ET who wants your help, you ought to be a bit careful of uh, because the ones that are positive make contact Atman to Atman and it is... It, it, it's already they don't need to consciously ask the 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 communication is affected uh at the level of higher self uh god to god and um, it's already been determined <laughs> they don't need your conscious agreement in certain in in certain cases um when uh, people think that they had an et contact or did that where that extraterrestrial group or the spirit or the entity um, wants the human to do this, that, and the other thing. Uh, in my uh, in my book, that's almost always a deceptive negative contact. Uh, I just don't, you know, I've met some some pretty developed folks and entities. <laughs> they don't need me at all. They don't need my help. Now maybe that's because I'm a I'm a nothing, but they know what to do, <laughs> and um, if the teacher needs the student, he ain't a teacher. Now, it doesn't mean the teacher doesn't love the student or hope for the best, but your path is your path, not mine. And um, I've never, I've mean, had many ET contacts, and um, I've never been asked to do this or that. Uh, but it was known <laughs> what agreements were uh, agreed to pre prior, previously. That, that was already known. So it's a little subtle, but uh, please don't fool yourself or think, don't fall for the chosen one elite bait on the hook and think, oh, these ETs said that I'm so important to them and they need me. If you think that, you're going to be in big trouble because uh, you eat the bait called I'm special chosen and these beings need me. I need to be needed. Uh, and you may find that you've just made an agreement with um, with a deceiver who will uh, take advantage for a long time. So, 53.5, Don says, I thought you would say that, meaning it's up to him to do what he wants. In that case, can you tell me anything of the, quote, blue book mentioned by Betty Andreessen in the case? Ross says, no. <laughs> Thank you. Don's very polite here. Can you tell me of various techniques used by service to others or positively-oriented confederation contacts with the people of this planet, the various forms of and techniques of them making contact. Ross said, we could. <laughs> uh, the question is not tell me. The question is, can you? Ross said, yeah, we could. So 53.7 gets to Ross' answer. Don says, would you please? And Ross says, and now we're talking about the <clears throat> uh, an analysis, a discussion of the various techniques used by STO, positively oriented, confederation groups for fifth, sixth density, and other higher dimensional benevolent groups, how they may make contact with humanity in 3D space-time. Ross said, the most efficient mode of contact is that which you experience at this space-time. The infringement upon free will is greatly undesired. Therefore, those entities which are wanderers upon your plane of illusion will be the only subjects for the thought projections which make up the so-called close encounters 
and meetings between positively oriented social memory complexes and wanderers. Very important answer here, and, and Ra will explain it more. Uh, let me go and let me read 53.8. Don was asking for an example of one of these meetings between a wanderer and a social memory complex confederation, positive and positive group, as to what the wanderer would experience. The, so the, the point you got to bear in mind is that wanderers, according to this teaching, wanderers are the only ones getting positive confederation contact. And so if a person gets a clear, uh, you know, indisputably positive, benevolent, helpful, uplifting, loving, um, wonderful, revelatory contact with an ET group, uh, that's positive. That means that person is a wanderer. And uh, not everybody gets such a contact. Only wanderers. Um, that doesn't mean wanderers are better. It just means that <laughs> they don't want to infringe, and that's why only wanderers um, would get that, because of this, the importance of, of like home vibration, of resonant home vibration. Um, Ra doesn't, you know, this, this infringement on free will uh, is, is law number one. It really is the prime directive for benevolent entities or the confederation in working with uh, humanity and uh, 3D planets that are uh, of comparable development as, as Earth is. Ra said, um, giving an example of one of these meetings, Ra said, one such example, this is 53.8, one such example of which you are familiar is that of the one known as Morris. And this was case number one in Secrets of the UFO, which is a wonderful book, which came out in 1976. Very, very good book. One such example of which you are familiar is that of the one known as Morris. In this case, the previous contact which other entities in this entity's circle of friends, Morris's, experienced was negatively oriented. However, you will recall that the entity Morris was impervious to this contact and could not see with the physical optical apparatus, meaning his eye, this contact. He couldn't see um, the previous negative contact before the subsequent positive confederation contact. Ra goes on. However, the inner voice alerted the one known as Morris to go by itself to another place, and there an entity with the thought, form, shape, and appearance of the other contact appeared and gazed at this entity, thus awakening in it the desire to seek the truth of this occurrence and of the experiences of its incarnation in general. The feeling of being awakened or activated is the goal of this type of contact. The duration and imagery used varies depending upon the subconscious expectations of the wanderer which is experiencing this opportunity for activation. Beautiful answers here. So, uh, only wanderers in uh, you know, the 3D plane of illusion, the illusion of limits, the concept of light, only wanderers here in 3D space-time are the ones who are getting the so-called close encounters between uh, confederation groups, or positive groups. What are these? These are thought projections. They're not physical contacts. They may seem physical, but they may not be. These are thought projections. So again, you've got to look at each case. Now, in the case of Morris, whoever that is, um, the, the scenario is that he's with some friends. There is a negative contact that occurs, but he's unable to see it 
because he's a wanderer, I guess. And um, that's also very interesting, you know. There can be a negative contact happening right in my vicinity, and if for one reason or another, karmically or, you know, in terms of energy or consciousness incompatibility, it's just not necessary or appropriate that I experience it, then I won't, even though it may happen right next door. Um, and this is all very, very interesting. I mean, forest fire burns down the mountain community, uh, but three houses are preserved. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's a karmic, uh, karmic law. It's very interesting, all these things. So he couldn't see the negative entity that was the first contacting of his group, or his friends. Then he hears an inner voice, and it says, you know, go over there. And there, what he sees is an entity with a shape and an appearance, which is the thought form. It's not a physical body. It looks physical, or maybe it's even uh, substantial to touch, I don't know. But it's a thought form. And so it's a projected thought form into 3D space-time of a confederation entity uh, that appears and gazes and just looks. And this is also a very interesting kind of contact. Uh, and what's the purpose of that? The purpose of that is to um, uh, uh, awaken, help awaken, or help the person awaken for himself or herself. Um, a deeper seeking to understand um, the truth, not only of that experience, right? The true desire to seek the truth of this occurrence. Meaning, what's it all about? What is, what is this? <laughs> Who is this entity? But the real goal is to catalyze in the positive, contact, uh, positive ET contactee, right? Morris as a positive ET contactee, to help him awaken to himself deeper seeking uh, of the truth of his life the truth of the experiences of its incarnation in general, the truth of my incarnational experiences, the truth of my life. What is the truth of your life? What are the true principles and meanings of your life? Uh, now there's the, the minor and there's the major. There's the, the, the specific and the general. There's the specific minor, or <laughs> significant perhaps, but minor... Uh, uh, specific of why did I choose this body, this gender, this health condition uh, of birth, this birth family, parents, siblings, why did I meet these people, why have I gone, you know, in these directions. Now that's just specific, and that's, you can go very deep, but one can go deeper, always deeper, and deeper to what? Why is it important, um, that I've had this progression in this lifetime. How, what, what are the main learnings of my lifetime? What are the basic themes of this incarnation? Basic themes of this incarnation. Now, one can associate that to the seven chakras, one through seven. For most everybody, the basic themes are associated with unblocking, the work of unblocking blockages of one, two, three. The work of developing love and wisdom, green, blue, in association with or as the work of unblocking chakra blockages of one, two, three. And that's going to be issues of uh, embodiment, um, survival, sexuality, and health. These are core root chakra level issues. Embodiment, survival, sexuality, health, eating, uh, 
physical uh, physical incarnation physical embodied life me and this body and all that pertains all that I think relates to root chakra then second chakra all the issues all the truth of my experiences associated with my sense of self emotional and basically mental or intellectual my views of myself my feelings uh, or feelings associated with my sense of myself what you people may call ego <laughs> I don't like this word ego um, but there's no ego just a it's just a construct <laughs> you know ahamkara is sunya but um, one sense of oneself is very uh, you know tangible that doesn't need an ego how do I think of me um, how do I value myself self-appreciation relative levels of self-appreciation relative level of self-trust self-faith um, the willingness to stand alone if it's true to my heart my being my values all of these issues related to autonomy emotional autonomy social autonomy spiritual autonomy very important matters all second chakra related not only but also certainly second chakra related and third is relatedness related to society and relationship love sexuality family parents brother sister children having children being a, a parent or being a child the social roles the social engagement how we think about you know society and its structures where we place ourselves how we relate to others and groups all third chakra and so the specifics of um, you know all really of the incarnational experiential catalyst programming programming catalyst or experience uh, to uh, learn to grow to develop ourselves which is releasing first second third chakra blockages uh, among other things uh, very much pertains to these three uh, spheres of concern uh, easily put as me and my body uh, me and myself and me and you and the you is other individuals and groups and society and then there's of course me and the universe um, but these are the three main areas of um, available truth for the experiences of our incarnation and it's very very helpful to know the chakras well because we'll know the um, the progressive spheres of development of consciousness and awareness and well-being so the goal of this type of contact is this feeling of being awakened or activated uh, and uh, people may come into our life um, and help us self-awaken and self-activate it's um, activation or awakening catalyzed by magical appearance by um, chance occurrence by positive ET contact and it all varies depends on subconscious expectations that goes on we could talk for I could talk for an hour on this we move on to 53.9 Don follows up There's, in a close encounter quote close encounter by a confederation type of craft I assume that this close encounter is with a thought form type of craft do wanderers within the past few years have close encounters with landed thought form type of craft Ross says this has occurred although it is much less common 
than the Orion type of so-called close encounter. We may note that in a universe of unending unity, the concept of a, quote, close encounter is humorous for not all encounters of a nature of self with self. Therefore, how can any encounter be less than very, very close? <laughs> the waves on the the waves of the infinite ocean of life <laughs> are all brothers and sisters. <laughs> They're all one being <laughs> in you know in in, a, in an infinite presentation or display of apparent form and apparently autonomous or experienced as autonomous consciousness beings. Yet all those apparently separate beings with uh, clearly, you know, distinct bodies or forms and clearly distinct minds and personalities are one life. All beings uh, is the one being. Uh, all beings uh, are the one life. Uh, all seven rays came out of the white light through the prism. The one infinite creator or the one that is infinite um, is the source and the true nature of all manifestation and all differentiation, all form and all energy fields and all uh, patterns of mind or, or, or qualities of consciousness and all aspects or deployment of will, all is the one. And so how can any encounter be anything than very, very close because it's the one being? And that's very, very, you know, true. <laughs> so, but what's getting down to the to the question ross really saying that yes it does happen that wanderers get so-called uh, landed thought form type of craft or landed thought form craft in positive confederation contact however the landed thought form or landed craft type of contact is more normally associated with orion who are uh, more um, uh, more concerned with matter and uh, material or material demonstration than uh, philosophical um, inspiration. Confederation contact is about inspirational or uh, philosophical inspiration, spiritual inspiration. While uh, negative contact is very much about uh, demonstrating we're real, we're powerful we can do, and you should do, uh, but they have nothing to say <laughs> other than, you know, we need your help, <laughs> or you're the chosen one, or, uh, you know, you're weak and we're going to dominate you, or you're a slave, or, you know, we created humanity. <laughs> There's another Orion lie in the New Age UFO or spiritual... UFO-related community says uh, negative extraterrestrials com uh, created humanity. That's a big laugh. So only Orion would say that, and only naive people will believe that. Yet, Raw saying, sure, there was genetic hybridization at multiple points in human history, but that doesn't mean ETs created humanity. We are not theirs. And if you think that's true, you're in trouble, because you're following the wrong team. Meanwhile... Uh, Orion contact does happen. Um, and if the entity proves I'm real, it may be Orion. Uh, the person seeking proof is, Ross said, you know, open to the lying information of the Crusaders. So be careful about contacts that say, or contactees that say, hey, sure, look at this. 
I have proof that the entity what is real. Yeah, okay. Maybe you have proof that it's real. That doesn't prove that he's benevolent. <laughs> it just proves he's real. And benevolent beings don't prove they're real because they let your soul, uh, your soul knows the truth. And they, they trust that you will know the truth when you uh, commune with your soul and, and seek the truth, you will know. They don't need to prove. And so Ra said they offer truth without proof. So there's a long discussion here about Wanderers and Orion. 53.10, we won't get, we'll just do a couple more here. Let's just see how much we can do here. This is all very deep. Um, 53.10, Don says, well, talking about this type of encounter of self to self, meaning <laughs> the one creator in all form, do any wanderers of positive polarization ever encounter a so-called close encounter with the Orion or negatively oriented polarization? Ross said, this is correct. Yes, wanderers who are positive do have uh, contact with Orion or negative entities, of course. Ra, uh, Don follows up, why does it occur? Ra said, when it occurs, it is quite rare. It occurs either due to the Orion entity's lack of perception of the depth of positivity to be encountered, or due to the Orion entity's desire to, shall we say, attempt to remove this positivity from this plane of existence. Orion tactics, normally, are those which choose the simple distortions of mind, which indicate less mental and spiritual complex activity. Uh, you know, we'll end on this one here, or the next one. It's tough, because this is a long uh, string of uh, Q&As uh, associated with positive-negative contact and its basis. Uh, 53.11 explains that um, yes, wanderers do get negative contact or Ryan contact. However, it's rare. Um, it's not normally happening, but it does happen. Depends. And it happens for two reasons, according to Ra's answer. One is the Orion didn't realize how deeply positive that person was, and the fact that they would lose. If they don't win, then um, they get trouble from their boss and they always want to win. So when they know they can't win, they withdraw. And uh, they also, you know, don't waste their time. The more evolved they are, the more they don't waste their time on on little, you know, minor gains. Um, and so they don't make contact with positive entities, wanderers, um, generally. But it may happen that they wish to remove this positivity from this plane if existence means they want to kill him. They want to kill her or him. Which is what they did to Carla. Meaning, a negative entity definitely um, worked on Carla's etheric body and um, physical, you know, on our energy fields to try to uh, have her die. You know, to make her walk in front of a truck or to... Um, to encourage her to, to overexert herself or to manipulate uh, her pre-incarnative uh, etheric, um, you know, uh, illness or body, you know, body conditions brought into this lifetime to kill her. And Orion surely influenced Don to the suicide, in my view. So, yeah, it's a serious matter, you know. It really is a serious matter. So... Um, but normally, 
Orion chooses simple-minded people or simple distortions of mind, those of less less mental spiritual complex activity, those who are less using their own minds and less developed in in six chakra or sp- spiritual complex six and seven, but mainly six. So those who are more stuck in first, second, third chakra blockage um, are those normally more uh, targeted, exploited by Orion. But you really have to analyze each case. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll end on this next one, 53.12. And then next week we'll pick up this discussion right in the middle. Um, Don follows up 53.12 and asks, I have become aware of a very large variation in contact with individuals. The Confederation, I'm assuming, uses a form of contact to awaken, as you say, wanderers. And could you give me general examples of the methods used by the Confederation to awaken or partially awaken the wanderers they're contacting? Now again, remember, you can't awaken me. Only you can awaken yourself. Confederation contact doesn't awaken you, but it can trigger and activate. The degree to which we awaken is the degree to which we make good use of that activation. You know, uh, you know, they, they lead the horse to water, but the horse uh, decides whether he or she won't drink. And so uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the wanderer is able to self-awaken, uh, or it has made efforts to continue self-awakening, then it is that they may deserve or be given a direct positive ET confederation contact to help speed them along in further self-awakening, self-activation. But again, it's not that the confederation or a, you know does the awakening. Uh, you do your own awakening. You do your own activation. You do your own healing. Uh, no one does it but the self. The self heals and awakens itself. This is a very important point. Uh, it's all up to you. But yes, uh, the, the Confederation uses various forms of contact. And Don's asking about general examples of the methods used by Confederation. This will be the last for today. Ross said, the, method you, the methods used to awaken wanderers are varied. The center of each approach is the entrance into the conscious and subconscious in such a way as to avoid causing fear and to maximize the potential for an understandable subjective experience which has meaning for the entity. Many such occur in sleep, others in the midst of many activities during the waking hours. The approach is flexible and does not necessarily include the, quote, close encounter syndrome, as you are aware. Meaning close encounter means uh, the light appears in the room or through the window and a beam of light takes you out of the room or through the ceiling or out the wall and you're beamed into a ship and then you get on a you appear on a table and entities looking down as a big bright light and then they start probing around that's the so-called close encounter uh, you know in uh, kind of physical examination type and Don will ask about that later 5314 these are all varieties of uh, contact experience you must use your own discernment and reason and analysis and logic to determine if it's positive or negative. When I work with anybody who's had any type of contact, my first work is to determine, is it a positive contact 
a negative contact or uh, a psychological product? Is it really an objective contact that they had with another entity? If so, is it positive or negative? It really is that clear in my limited understanding. It really is that clear. It's a positive entity or a negative entity. They are not confused about polarity. Only we are. <laughs> Humanity is quite confused about polarity, but extraterrestrials or higher dimensional beings are not confused. And it's either, if it's truly an ET contact, it's either positive or negative. And those done by the Confederation being positive for wanderers only, the key is um, that it is that it avoids causing fear. <laughs> there are two points: uh, entrance into conscious subconscious, meaning the person is conscious, and the person receives at a deeper level uh, that which uh, doesn't cause fear. If there's fear and terror. Um, is very likely, not always, but very likely a negative contact. Secondly, the second uh, critical requirement for confederation contact with the wanderer is maximizing or with maximal or high potential for that being an understandable subjective experience that the person can figure out for him or herself. Understandable subjective experience which has meaning for the entity. Uh, that's key. And so if the person walks away traumatized or uh, profoundly confused and upset, perplexed, baffled, mentally disarranged and fragmented or hurt and, and um, very unclear about what just happened, it was probably negative. Not necessarily, but probably. Many occur in sleep, meaning dream, meaning you wake up in the middle of the night or you wake up in the morning with a memory. Others may happen during waking hours, yeah. The approach is flexible um, because um, what causes fear and what won't cause fear is different for each person, for each wanderer in this case. And the, some kind of close encounter with the beam of light and the ship or the examination or not will come in and say, hello, I'm E.T. Uh, that's not necessary uh, often. <laughs> and that's not always the way it happens. So it's very, it's quite variable, very variable. And um, very uh, fine, you know, very personally tailored to that wanderer and their, and their point of development, you know. So anyway, it's a long, long discussion. We're getting, time is over here. Next week we'll pick up at 53.13, looking at physical exam, more um, seeking to know the principles of positive and or negative contact and as how those principles determine policy, policy or um, the phenomenology of ET contact. The phenomenology of ET contact is the specific experiences that people are having or claim to have or think they had, uh, some of which are coming from Orion, some of which are coming from Confederation. Um, it's, it's that polarized, uh, but one can surely understand more and more with this and for wanderers, um, it's very important to get clear about this. Uh, and we really um, will be given, we'll understand the mind of the Confederation better, the mind of Atman better, to know the mind of the Confederation or their principles, the principles that, they, that guide them in making contact with wanderers. And we also can understand the principles or the um, thinking of Orion when they make uh, contact 
um, with people, uh, it's important to have clear discernment here. Ross said, Ross said, wanderers are the only ones getting confederation positive contact. Absolutely, sure. I mean, you know, there are angelics that are positive at other higher dimensions. There are uh, entities that are from outside this confederation that we may have some association with. There are spirit guides and helpers who are not, who are humans who died, who are on the astral plane, who are our friends, or we knew them in past lives, and they're not extraterrestrial, <laughs> but they want to help, and they're available to help in some way. Meaning they're not of a higher dimensional group. So yes, there are other um, entities and groups that are not confederation that are also positive and benevolent that do make contact with humanity or wanderers mainly, but you know, a person there there are there are humans who are not wanderers who are harvestable and very positive. There are people who are very very positive who are not wanderers. Of course, those are called you know normal folk who um, are harvestable, meaning they're they're well seated in love, wisdom, and love and benevolence, and they're getting positive contact too. So it's very you know there are many many beings in the universe at other levels. So anyway. Sorry, we have to end in the middle of this important discussion. Next week, we'll pick up at 53.13. Thank you so much for being here. I hope it's been helpful. I appreciate the opportunity. Take good care of yourselves, and good night.